Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to How That's Garbage Media Production. Podcasting. Champion of the world. It's Happy Hour, your no! favorite podcast. Cheers, <laughs> ladies. You are one pathetic loser. Introducing your hosts, Snake and Trav. What up? Uh, episode 67, the Happy Hour Pod. It is a Trav and Snake episode. No guest week. What's up, Trav? What's up, Snake? Um, not a whole lot out here, man. What about you? Um, just uh, scrambling to put together some material here. First <laughs> first uh, week without um, football ahead of us, so this is... We got to get back into the groove of like no football preview, become college basketball experts, hockey experts, that whole thing again. Yeah, might have to get Rod's going on to talk a little hockey, um, because I, I don't know much, um, at all. I really, really haven't been following. Did you see the format for the All Star Game? No, but I think it's Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it. They're doing a three on three sort of thing, actually. Just kind of interesting. Um, I mean, that's four teams. They had a draft. I want to say that was like guys. That was like a game mode that we used to play on and like PS3 Chell, right? I think so. Well, there was the one where you were like, they had like the big heads and you would play, right? Too. That was definitely Um, three. three. Yeah. Uh, That was like uh, no rules, right? Like you could just mess people up and stuff. That was kind of the (laughs) key, actually. Is you'd play with a couple buddies and you'd kind of pick off the defenders with the other guys and then get somebody loose. Cherry picking was fun, yeah. But I guess I don't. I remember having that mode up on the screen playing Chell, and I think it was the real Chell game, right? But how would we have activated that? That was such a buffer move to get that thing fired up. I'm not sure. It's also hard to believe that 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 was like. 10 years ago so you really do start to just like kind of forget about things like that you know what i mean yeah i'm trying to actually think now are we running a ps3 or a ps4 oh definitely a three definitely three definitely yeah maybe two i was gonna say i don't it wasn't a two i think bumper supplied it probably was a three uh we had it sitting in that back room like over by the window by the deck I think it stood up vertical. I want to say it was a three. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so yeah, we'll become hockey experts. Uh, but until then, we have we have a little bit of football left um, and some football to talk about today, just not uh, game preview. Um, speaking of, I'd like to hit you with a jersey number for 67. Um, I saw a couple classics, some names I didn't recognize, and then I did see one modern day player this man was drafted by the miami dolphins probably about seven eight years ago uh bong rip laramie tunsil yep bong rip laramie (laughs) tunsil 
I saw RG3 make a Laramie Tunsil joke um, a couple weeks ago before the game, too, I think, before the Texans played the Ravens. That so, man's all over the place. RG3? Yeah. yeah. He's quick with the puns. Like, he definitely gets his jollies off sitting back and, like, scheming stuff up like that. But, yeah, he was on there before the game, and um, something he made some sort of lungs or like air capacity joke relative to Laramie Tunsil. I was like, I can't believe he's saying that on ESPN. Like, so do you feel like the Laramie Tunsil incident? I feel like I read this recently. That seemed to be like the first of that. I can remember just like draft day bombs. Like every year, you know, something comes out where like, you know, somebody has been holding, has a video or something. Um, like damning on somebody and they just drop it like a day or two before the draft. And then we just, you know, kind of see like, how does that, how does that affect that? That's yeah, you know? it's pretty, pretty dicked up that someone was, was sitting there just like waiting for the clock to start ticking so they could drop that. Video. I mean, let's be serious. That's like, you're basically just costing somebody like millions, literally could be $10 million for that guy. Right. Um, he ended up living up to the height too. He's legit. Right. As far as I know, yeah, he got traded for like two like first probably, picks, and yeah, he's still starting at left tackle for the Texans, as far as I know. Yeah, so he's like a probably whatever top five paid left tackle. So like you know, he ended up getting probably make you know recouping everything, so to speak. But you know, there was a period in time there where it probably cost him you know what ten or fifteen spots. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the reference I was just searching Twitter to see if I could find. It. I knew it was good. He said that. Larry Tunsil is wearing that mask and he wants all that smoke today. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. You know, the other thing with that too is I feel like if somebody dropped a, it's amazing how things have changed since that drop too, because it seems like no one, no one really cares about marijuana anymore either. Like I think if somebody went bong rip at this point, I don't think anybody right. cares. I don't, I don't think he's that, dropping spots. I don't, yeah, I don't think that would move the needle. No. Um, uh, my, uh, my game ball actually kind of will kind of play into this nicely. Game ball. Ronnie Bass. If I understand this correctly, my game ball is a college football athlete who essentially came out and said, I'm going to return to my school for one more year. And then the head coach of that team, which is Brian Kelly said, no, you're not. And then the man shortly thereafter declared for the draft. Do you know where I'm going with this yet? Is it uh, our guy, uh, Kayshawn Boutte? Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's Boutte or Booty. I don't know. How, did you no, s- yeah. You saw he got busted for the online gaming Yeah, wagers? I can't believe we haven't talked about that. It seems like he's be like one of the least surprising people that I can think of. Uh, a lot of these wide receivers feels very diva, just diva-ish in general. I put him towards the top of the list. So the fact that that guy's betting on games, betting on his own games too, right, is not very surprising. Yeah, probably uh, betting like Mac Jones unders and stuff. <laughs> it's probably cashing too. I don't. I could not find any sort of like hit rate. There was people joking that he was like doing well, um, but I d- I do have some stats. Uh, so first of all, he he was creating accounts. And he wasn't being like discreet about it. Like he's playing every weekend and he's betting games and his usernames on a couple of these books are 
The one is Kayshawn Booty 7, and the other one is Kayshawn Booty 01. So personally, I like to think that he made Kayshawn Booty 01, and like he did that on DraftKings or something, and then he was like, you know, somebody might not realize like that's the real Kayshawn Booty, so this next account I make on FanDuel, I'm going <laughs> to use my jersey number. <laughs> yep. So, so Kayshawn Booty 7. <laughs> Just to make sure, like, hey, this is absolutely verified me. He had placed over eighty nine hundred wagers, which oh seems, my god seems insane, right? Because if you told me, if you told me I placed eighty nine hundred dollars in bets in a year, I'd be like, I was going pretty hard, right? I'm assuming he's throwing down fifty bucks a game or something. He must just be like all of his nil money straight to the straight to the DraftKings account I assume 8900 bets um he did take LSU action he also he's one of those guys he bet on himself literally he took that phrase to heart he actually was placing like player overs on himself for like grabs and yards the one okay. and, and I can some, respect that somebody had pointed out one game he specifically did that he he went under on both of those things so it's like it wasn't for a lack of trying but um <laughs> i think he's in serious hot water i i think that bounces your draft stock big time i want to say i saw the word arrested like i think it's he's borderline like point shaving if he's doing that and playing in the games yeah, um, I didn't think of it that way. I, I was thinking of it like he's taking the over. So uh, like you said, he's kind of betting on himself to play well. But at the same time, um, yeah. That's the that, Mike That's the Mike McQuarrie where he chucks it deep at the end of the game. Like you're, you're manipulating like the real events of the game in order to cash a wager that you had on it. Like that's point shaving. No doubt. I think it's weirder if he would have had the under for sure. And he's dropping passes, but I see <laughs> yeah, what you're saying. Um, I don't, I don't know if he saw his numbers for this year, but it looks like uh, nine and a half yards of grab, which jumps out at you. That's pretty good. Right. Um, <laughs> did you see the number of catches and yards though? I want to say he played better this year. The previous year was despicable, right? I'm going to say uh, he had like 40 grabs. No, no, yeah. So I got two grabs for 19 yards. So no, not the whole year. Um, I don't know. At least on the Patriots website. Oh, okay. I'm off. I thought this man was still like snagging two passes a game at LSU. So he's been in the NFL. So he must have been placing these wagers starting a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So you're saying he's placing these wagers while he's at LSU. Okay. Yes, that makes was, a little bit. They were all, okay. on, they were all at LSU and he had, Oh, okay. Did not know that. Th I thought you were talking about with the Patriots this past year. Yeah. Uh, and what happened was he kind of had that. So this is how it must've went. He had like that lackluster year where he was supposed to be right. like a top 10 pick. And it's like, right. oh, this guy came back to school. So after that happened, he must've been like, I'm actually going to come back to school one more year. And then LSU must have said, like, caught wind of this most likely. And I was like, no, that's no, not makes happening. Sense. That all does make sense. So that's so he so that's why he he's went a, for he's like six round draft pick in right. 2023. Uh, OK, so his freshman year, I think he went for like 220 yards in a game. 
Uh, I want to say it was against, you know, somebody legit too, uh, like Florida or somebody. So that's kind of how he got on the map. Everyone's like, wow, this guy must be legit. He's a, you know, true freshman or maybe a redshirt freshman or whatever. And, you know, he's out there 220 yards in a game. So I feel like that's why everyone kind of knew who he was, but it did seem like his last year, he really struggled. I believe the first game, I might maybe zero grabs. And that's when he threw like the little hissy fit. He was muffin uh, initially. Stuff, that's why right? he was on our radar. That's why he was on our radar. I'm pretty sure they, t- it was, they were playing Florida state and they talked about him for like five minutes in the pregame. And then he muffed a punt and he like dropped a few passes and it, he was just sulking. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, but anyway, he gets the game ball this week. The man placed 8,900 wagers, whether that's one year or two years. I mean, let's just say he's going 50 bucks. He's, he has Phil Mickelson stats. That's over 400 grand. All right. Let's not put him in that category. Cause <laughs> Phil, Phil is, we concluded, right. Was basically doing his unit is wasn't he going 100 grand. He he was doing 220 grand to win 200 grand at points, right? Yes. That yeah. big makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, he, he places two of those bets, he wins one and he loses $20,000. That's crazy. Yeah. Like if I can find a 110 as opposed like a minus 110 as opposed to a minus 115 or a, you know, minus 105 as opposed to a minus 110, I'm like, "Oh heck yeah." You know, and that's saving me what? 50 cents? Yes. And he's he's not worried about a twenty grand. Twenty grand. <laughs> 20 grand. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It's uh. Well, it's like we've talked about. You got to hit like fifty five percent of these things, right? To to basically stay profitable right. or something. It's something yeah. in that range. Um. Good job on the catch estimate too. By the way, forty grabs, forty eight grabs, five hundred thirty eight yards. It looks like his best year was his freshman year. Like I said, I'm not sure if he registered or not, but his first year. Looks like he had 45 grabs for 735 yards. Okay. And like I said, I think like 200 some of them came in one game though. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Only two TDs that final year too. I just know it was a little lackluster. Um, man, that, uh, yeah, that man cost himself probably millions of dollars. Um, and now it says the NFL is, is investigating him. So yeah, he's still in hot water. Okay, that's my game ball. You have a game ball? Uh, yeah, I have one for uh, Derek White. I believe this guy is a guard. Plays for the Boston Celtics. First came up, like stumbled upon him last year in the playoffs. Seemed to be playing like a major role in some of these games. I believe he might have hit like a pretty sick like game-winning shot in one of the maybe the Eastern Conference Finals game or something. Uh, he's a Denver guy. Played for the Buffs and. Um, yeah, like I said, seems like he's really been taken off the past couple of years. Could not believe last year um, how far that man's hairline was receding. Honestly, unbelievable. Uh, it looked like it was like working its way back to the top of his head. He added a headband um, to the hair, which you know he kind of thought might make it look like he's pushing the hair back. That the the headband itself wasn't touching any hair, though. I mean, it was just you know, sitting on the top of his head, basically wasn't touching any hair. I uh, did catch a look of him recently and he, he shaved the hair. I uh, took it all down. He looks a thousand times better. Got rid nice. of the clown hair, uh, game ball to him as from one balding man to another. Super proud of him for finally just pulling the trigger and knocking that clown hair off. 
I I immediately knew who you were talking about once you said the receding hairline thing. I'm like, oh, that guy in the Celtics, because yeah, correct. I feel like he was getting memed up hard that one. He year. was, yeah, he was, and he looks, uh, yeah, maybe that was two years ago. I feel like it was last year, but um, he, yeah, he 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 got the hair shaved. He's got the beard going. He looks great, honestly. He looks great. He looks like a legit NBA player again. Doesn't look like I don't know somebody that uh, should not be out there uh, getting substantial yeah, minutes. You cannot have a hairline like that and then like have a bad game because like you just have to stay off social media what is uh uccs where he was playing it must be like a is it like a colorado community college you have any idea have you heard of that out there anytime i see c in a college i just assume it's california i don't know what that is i was assuming Uh, oh it's colorado colorado springs so he was like is that where uh, he played initially yeah Jesus, you would think he'd be lighting it up down there because that's probably like he's probably playing D2 or something, right? Is that like Penn State Erie and Penn State? I don't think it's that drastic. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that (laughs) level of. But it's a it's a satellite campus or whatever the PC appropriate word is of (laughs) of University Uh, of Colorado. That's. That's what I would say. Uh, no, actually, no. It looks like they're actually the they're the mountain lions. So it might just be one of those things where they're all under the univer- University of Colorado, like I don't know, some sort of state affiliation, kind of similar to like SUNY is the one I always think of, like SUNY Buffalo, you know, SUNY Amherst, or is it Amherst? I don't okay. know if that. No, that might be Mass. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. SUNY Cortland. It's like State Universities of New York. I think that's probably what that is. University of Colorado. Not like not like Buffs affiliate, uh, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy it. Um, yeah, so he's probably lighting it up there and then Colorado. He got on Colorado's radar. And he just transferred over there. That would make sense. Um, didn't we do a theory on here once before, too? Like, if you're... Basically, starting in the NBA, you were a top 20 pick. And after the first 20 picks, like nobody's really playing, right? Yeah, with the exception of Joker. <laughs> he was a late second. Early Cause, second, I think. Because this guy like, might... I think he's like 40th or something overall pick or this something. This guy may break the rule. Now he's... A, er, let's see. Because I didn't see anything immediately about him getting drafted, so he may be a at twenty ninth pick. I mean, that's pretty damn late, relative. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I mean, if you would have told me he wasn't drafted, I would have believed it. But like you, like you mentioned, there is there is some sort of rule where you're taken in the top twenty. <laughs> if you're taken in the top twenty, you play. If you but. can't. Yeah. It seems like it's really hard to break through. Or they're just that division, good. Division two. Division two. It looks like he was playing, and then. Uh, transferred up to play with the buffs so yeah nice um all right and then just checking in trav how is the you're on the peds any luck with the hair you see anything coming back better yeah better. no much 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 better uh, oh like, much better oh yeah i'd say so like it's still bad on the one side but i'd say in general like that is so much thicker um <laughs> even my even some of my friends who like didn't really who were nice enough to not really trash me, they have made comments like, "Wow, your hair looks much thicker." So, 
and that you can actually see little stubbles it's really sad but you can see little stubbles of hair even right trying here to come like back. they're try- trying to make a comeback yeah nice. damar hamlin co- uh, comeback player of the year <laughs> nice nice and other check-in we need to do with you is just want to know how the uh dry january's going T- today is february 1st and i know you got a late yeah. start so are you gonna yeah so well i yeah i had a rough start started over two and then i must have ripped off basically four weeks um so good enough sunday i was like watching the dog and the baby by myself got him tucked into bed the nfc championship game was on and i cracked i went and grabbed a beer um i got pretty close though january what day was that what day was that january Right, what's, 20, a, what's the difference between 28th. what's the difference between a month and four weeks, Trav? And I already blew it the first. I already blew it the first two days, anyway. So I figured, what the heck is having a nice cold one? So nice. um, might have even had a second one. But. <laughs> that's uh, that reminds me of when Stewie was running some sort of like juice cleanse, and we were at college over the summer, and he was like, I don't know why he was doing this. He was like doing it with his sister, his mom. He's like, Yeah, I want to try this thing, and I was like. Dude, it's like Friday or Saturday. I'm like, you're not going to drink after X o'clock. He's like, Cam, on this diet. (laughs) We must have argued about it for an hour. And then he's just like, all right, the whole thing's off. (laughs) Oh, he called called it it. after an hour? Yeah, it was like the first or second day he got into it. And it was like an hour of work. It was like, what else would we do here in central Pennsylvania (laughs) over the summer on a Saturday? Yeah, yeah, so he caved, kinda, he caved quick. I kind of lucked out because, you know, it was basically, you know, only three. I mean, I basically made it, what, three or four weekends. One of them I was sick. actually had an illness that was like kind of one weekend into another. And so that took care of like two of them. It really, honestly, it really wasn't that hard. And I would go as far as saying I would definitely consider it again next year. I think the key part to it is, Snake, is like, if you say you're doing dry January, um, people totally understand that too. Oh, so like a lot I, of other people are doing it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like if we went out to dinner and like everyone gets a, like a beverage, uh, like if we went out with like friends, it's not as weird for me to be like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to have a beverage while everyone else gets one, you know, sort of thing. I can just be like, oh yeah, I'm doing dry January. And everyone's like, oh, that free pass all around. You know what I mean? You don't get the no pressure. You don't, yeah, you don't get the peer pressure. You don't get the heckling. Like, you're not going to have a, you're not going to even have one, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. So, come on, pussy. Yeah, I kind of like that stuff, though. <laughs> one thing's for sure if we were in the same area and I was trying to do it that would and be you harder, weren't participating, yeah. there's just no way I'd be able to participate from the heckling. Harder. I'd finally just say, I'm just picturing you and, would you uh, go, you and Dunny Boy just badgering me enough where I just would finally just go over and grab one out of the fridge yeah. and just be like, if you guys, if this will just end this. All this, all this banter. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have one. Would you go NA? Like, did you ever consider? I did. I did go one NA, uh, not intentionally, but I was at a buddy's house. I actually took him over some beer, and he goes, "Oh, that's great, thanks, man." He goes, "I actually just gave up drinking." Like, he's like, "I haven't drank at all in like two or three months," and I was like, "Oh, that's great. Like, that's great for you, man. Like, uh, I'm doing dry January actually." And, He's like, oh, cool. Here. And he hands me an NA beer. And it was, can't even remember which one. Maybe the Lagunitas has like a NIPA or something. Yeah. Or I'm not, I can't remember which one, but 
it was okay. It definitely, it definitely doesn't taste, you know, definitely doesn't taste as good as a regular beer, but at least you're like drinking something and you feel like you're, you know, I guess, but you're still blend, getting like 80 calories or something, aren't you? It's not like a water. That's my thing. Yeah. That was kind of my thing too. That's why I'd rather like, like crush, I better, like, I better I, enjoy the taste of this thing a lot. If I'm correct. Gonna... Yeah. Honestly, easiest thing to do is just crush like a, I, I don't know where you are with like sparkling water, but I just go crush like a sparkling water. It was white, just like super easy. Yeah. And those things are like, um, I'm not sure how they do that. It'll say like freshly essenced or something and it, you know, but there's no calories in it. Yeah. So, I think they just take like one lemon and squeeze it into like a hundred gallon drum of water and then carbonate it. But I buy that stuff too. You know what I actually like to do is I like, I'll fill up this giant water bottle and it'll be mostly water and I'll put like half a can of sparkling water in it because I don't like how carbonated a regular thing of sparkling is. So I, I, I water I, it down. I couldn't agree more. So I honestly, what I'll do sometimes is kind of weird, but this is like uh, going back to the Fraser days as well. How Bupper used to open up the pretzels overnight because he kind of liked them like them stale, stale the next out. day. Yeah. Yeah. So I will like, I'd open, I'd like open one and have a little bit and then I'd leave it open overnight. Oh, and then I it would, agree. Like, get a yeah. little flat. And the next day, it's much better, Overnight's I think, when it's too, a little flatter. Overnight's too flat. You need, like, three, four hours of that thing. It's perfect. That's, like, a sweet spot. But, yeah, the other... I mean, you can just accelerate that. Just water it down. That's what I've been doing. Do you drink um, Celsius? Have you ever tried these? Uh, is that the one with caffeine? Yeah, it's got, like, a lot of caffeine in it. So, sometimes I'll buy those, too. And I'll also... I don't know if you're supposed to do this, but I'll just water those down. So, then I'm, like... Not taking That's, 200 milligrams of caffeine to the face at once. I feel like I'm kind of sipping right. it. I don't right. know if that well, works. <laughs> no, I think it works. This goes back to your question you asked me. I mean, in general, I feel like because you have more water with it, you're definitely going to get hit left uh, less less hard. And you're definitely going to be at least a splash more hydrated. You know, at least a splash more. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was hitting the. Uh, while I've been on my white girl kick here with the Stanley mug and um, the Starbucks drinks, uh, I've been drinking the Alani news. I feel like those are very white girl. Have you had these before? I don't know. Similar idea, similar, similar idea of the Celsius. Uh, got some pretty like. Fru- it's like fruity news, fruity, fruity flavors. Um, Dude, like I've peach, never even seen those. Reeseberry and. <laughs> I absolutely love those things. There was a point in time where I was drinking one of those like every single day, 200 milligrams. No, I finally stopped because I'm pretty good with caffeine, like where it doesn't keep me up. But I did get after one like a little bit late in the afternoon and I laid in bed from about 10 p.m. till, you know, 12 p.m. one night and just knew I was not going to fall asleep. I kind of like that. That rarely happens to me. I kind of like a good like Joe at nine at night. (laughs) Yeah. It typically was, does not bother me. I know the feeling you're talking about, but most of the time I can rip right through that with caffeine. And when I used to be like studying or something before bed, I'd just be chugging coffee and I'd still be able to fall right asleep. I don't know. It is a good it is a good feeling. Um, and then once it wears off, that feeling of just getting hit by like a truck, like I'm going to fall asleep. That helps too. Yeah. As soon as I close my eyes, that's that's a pretty good feeling. Time the crash, yep. Yeah, I haven't seen those before, but they it looks like the same. 
it seems like everyone now knows how to make an energy drink that's not super, I don't know, uh, carved up and it has flavor. It's like seltzer. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't have like, you know, 300 grams of, uh, oh, yeah. That's what, the other our, thing. Uh, I'm like, or sorry, 300 calories. But, um, yeah. You read the back of those and you're like, I know there's a catch, but I don't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, Same. why does yeah, it I, taste like some of these taste like Mountain Dew or something? And you're telling me there's five calories. It's got like, to be, it's got to be <laughs> fake sugar. It's the diet thing. I think you're basically just drinking diet, <laughs> diet Mountain Dew. I think that's basically what, what it is. <laughs> uh, diet diet sodies. Go, going back to your original point though, if you're going to do dry January, I couldn't agree more. Like there's no point in me not drinking booze and then like substituting it with like, orange juice you know what i mean and then it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's like you're ruining the whole point of you know trying to like trying to get that healthy uh you know the healthy kick i guess yeah i feel like that was um i did you ever listen to that chasing scratch podcast it's like the guys that are it's like two regular dudes and they're trying to get down like get their handicaps way down and they're getting like really good at golf but it's getting to the point where they need to like exercise and like improve other aspects of their lifestyle to get better and better and the one guy is like he's definitely like a snacker and he loves like pop and ice cream and stuff like that and he was explaining to this guy like i'm not getting um (laughs) the the nutritionist was basically negotiating him with him he was like i we got you off the mcdonald's like 24 ounce coke in the morning on the way to work and that's great but you're chugging oh. a you're chugging like a sixteen ounce orange juice, and I hate to break it to you, that's not that much better. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um. There. Yeah. I think the whole yeah the whole point if you're gonna do it is like you just gotta eliminate the sugar almost completely. Yeah, it's the sugar. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, but I think it's kind of like a horrifyingly common like we never got that bug thankfully like we just didn't drink pop growing up but pretty standard stuff for people to slug pops in the morning at work i've noticed (laughs) i'm always in disbelief but (laughs) yeah just you talking about that guy drinking a 24 ounce coke or whatever he said oh my god (laughs) makes me want to throw up i haven't drank 24 ounces of coke in my life dude coke kind of sucks um all right but we'll move on is it do you have any other any other game balls no. Okay, so we're into the text line. I'll, and we have one text line that I think is going to take a bulk of the time here. So let me give you the other text line. I kind of alluded to this before we started. Uh, you have not seen this. This is um, a comment that appeared on the website. So I kind of forgot that we have a website, but we do. Check it out. That's garbagemedia.com. Or don't check it out. I have a lot of questionable blogs written on that website back from like the COVID days. Um, and speaking of those blogs, every once in a while, somebody will comment on those blogs and I'll get like an email notification of the comment. Nine times out of 10, the comment will be on one of my tool of the week blogs. And this gentleman uh, from this past weekend, I think he left this comment. He commented on one of the tool of the weeks which was just a segment I was doing where I was just blogging, like, I don't know, a couple thousand words about a tool I would find. Um, 
And this particular blog was week 29. I did Mike Studd. Do you know who Mike Studd is, Trav? White rapper. Think he, he, yeah. He just, you look at him and it's like statutory rape. That's what he looks like. It's like teenage girls at his concert sort of thing. This guy's a he's Duke. a he's a Duke guy, Duke former baseball player or something. Yep, yeah, yeah. I probably. think I remember reading this blog. Oh my god, yeah, I hate that person. Yeah, he he's so he makes music um, under the under the name Mike. Actually, some pretty good. He's got some bangers, some good songs. Um, but I don't know how to describe him. He's kind of like turned into this like weird space cadetty. Like he now does a podcast where he's just like talks about how much perspective and like all this wisdom he has and stuff. And I'm like, your name was Mike Stud. Like you're basically like a rapper that takes his shirt off and like hits on young girls. Like this is what you are. He's he's like a frat dude, but now he's like transformed into this like I don't know brilliant. So I came across like his Instagram. I was like watching a few of these and I was just fascinated. So I wrote this whole blog about him and I want to read you the comment the guy left me. And let me just preface this by saying normally when I get a comment on these blogs, the comment is always like, go fuck yourself, go die. It's always like anonymous. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay, usually yeah. like you're a piece of shit. This guy, I like this person. It's It seems like it's always on the tool of the weeks, but they're always livid at me. Um, but this guy, it kind it starts that way and it takes a turn. So he says, this is, I'll just read his entire comment. Um, and, and it's from Nathan Charles King at gmail.com. He says, holy shit, you're a cunt for doing this, but you're great. <laughs> it's somewhat bullying, but there needs to be someone like yourself pulling away the mentally f- fragile from potentially taking advice from this guy. This guy is from a movie. He kind of reminds me of Nickelback metaphorically. Like combining all these effed up stereotypes and becoming an individual from it. P.S. I fuck with astrology, not horoscopes though. This guy is a ditzy, egotistical, fragile, social climbing, metro, psychopathic Scorpio. (laughs) There's a chance he will get into horoscoping. This guy is all caps fried. Ha ha ha. The Joe Rogan percentage bit was so fucked up. These basic narcs see everything in black and white. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, even, I don't know who he's pissed at. I, I mean, don't know did, either. Did he mad at you to some degree. I feel like he swung himself. Like that seems like a manic like bipolar comment like that makes me uncomfortable he was like going back and forth between being mad at me and then being mad at mike stud (laughs) i'm kind of alarmed i was tempted to to reply to it i gotta figure out like if i can still get on this website i can't believe that website's still up and running there's probably some questionable shit i wrote (laughs) on that website i love how i love how that got lumped into the text line like it wasn't through the text line it was just a comment on the and on i the, probably on the get, website i don't know a couple times a week i'll see like oh i got another comment on one of these blogs and i'm telling you 99 of the time it's like sometimes they'll be like this is funny most of the time it's like 
go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hate you. You should burn it's probably in hell. The, it's probably Mike Stud. <laughs> the best, the best one ever written, and I think you said it's the one that kind of blows up at times. Is the one about the I'm blanking on his name. Oh, He's Bob, the Boston guy, Bob Mennery. Yeah, with the yeah, fake Bob Mennery. I almost had to take that down because it was getting like, like that I was just traction. like, why is my website getting all this traffic? And it was all cycling to the one blog. So somebody definitely like tweeted it or <laughs> shared it on Reddit and people were just coming and reading this thing. And I'm like, I don't know what I wrote in here. This was like half of those were like COVID by like a, a four rack Stanford Steve style and just drink a couple beers and write a blog. But all that stuff's still up there. I should probably probably review the website and some of those blogs, but I do appreciate a good comment. And I just want to give a shout out to Nathan Charles King. That made my day. That whole comment made my day. I was laughing about it like all weekend. I read it like three different times. It's terrific. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. Real, uh, real text line. Moving on here. Uh, this one via the text line. Text line Travia. Sharon Moore, Oklahoma talk had me wondering how many active college football coaches didn't play college football. And that is from Sully. Uh, I don't know. Do you have a friend named Sully? I don't have a friend named Sully. The only Sully I know is the guy that ran uh, track with us in high school. That was like ripping cigarettes in between his runs. Okay. You're missing one. Um, this could be the Sully that crashed the plane. Heroically crashed the plane outside. New York oh, City. yeah, it could be. him. <laughs> uh, so, I I don't know the answer to this. I know there's an obvious one, and it's Lincoln Riley, right? Never played college football. Oh, I didn't know that one. I had another. So my mind immediately went to uh, Gary Patterson, TCU. Obviously, he's not okay. there anymore. Uh, he, he might be. He's still coaching in Texas at one of those schools. Is it Texas University, UT? Is yeah, he I the head the, coach again? No, no, no. He's like a defensive coordinator at UT, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. think it's oh, a yeah, big yeah. Texas school. And I was thinking about that. And then I'm like thinking about Sonny Dykes. And I'm like, that's kind of the same guy. Yeah, good call on that. And um, I feel like Sonny Dykes didn't play football either. So I was going to check on that. Um, but then the, I did think of another one. Rest in peace. Mike Leach. Was Mike a, Leach did not, did not play. Rest, rest in peace. I know that the Georgia Tech head coach... Uh, Paul Johnson was his name. It was Calvin Johnson's head coach. He was running like the triple option. I know that guy did not play either. Um, uh, with I the exception it. of those big names, I'm not really sure. Like, and uh, Sully was nice enough to not even, well, I guess he couldn't really text us the answer either. We would have read it. So I guess we're going to have to look it up ourselves here. Um, but I can double check uh, yeah. Lincoln Riley really quick. Oh, almost positive that man did not play any any football yeah and it's pretty alarmingly easy to get a list okay one of these makes so much sense oh, i'm mad at myself. i lied oh i lied i made up the lincoln riley thing it looks like it says he did play uh as a walk-on yeah so i don't know maybe he didn't play play but he, he was on the team so uh i misspoke there oh, okay. no, it looks like it was only one year it looks like it was only one year that's yeah, yeah. that doesn't he played, really count. he played 
played one year and he didn't see the field. Uh, still, though, at least he was on a team. Like, I think it. I think of it like my first thought of someone was like, "Hey, you're going to be the head coach of like this team tomorrow." Uh, say it's even a middle school team. I'd be like, "All right, well, how do I structure this practice?" Because I, you know, I haven't seen this before. Yeah, they yeah, must have yeah. like Googled it. Yeah. What does a typical practice look like? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, the the dorks that jumped out to me, uh, we should check on Sonny Dykes really quick and see if he I, played. I have Sonny Dykes wiki up, and Sonny Dykes yeah. is a high school football guy, but he was playing baseball at Texas Tech. So Sonny Dykes had not played Dang. football. So technically cool. Good correct. Good call on that one. Um, and then the I, just, I just saw another spoiler when I started Googling that, oh. and this feels like the most obvious one ever. This should have came out of both of our mouths immediately. It's Hugh Brian Freeze. Kelly? <laughs> no, Brian oh, Kelly's good too. Hugh Freeze makes an astronomical amount of sense, does it not? Picture Hugh Freeze lining up on a football field anywhere. I can't. I can't picture. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say maybe kicker or punter, <laughs> like a chubby punter. Not even trying to be funny, but yeah, that like that wouldn't have blown me away. Let's see if Brian Kelly played. Wow, Brian Kelly's wiki picture is absolutely horrifying looks like a mug shot but he's got like a winter hat on let's see it looks like he did play linebacker <laughs> no, at, didn't. Uh, yeah no. at As- assumption university oh that says club dude i don't know if that counts it says club it says playing career assumption parentheses club <laughs> oh yeah i missed club <laughs> four-year club oh yeah that does not count so good yeah, that's uh, that's good. Uh, add another one to the list there. Yeah. Um. The two I was gonna say the two dorks that jumped out to me right away when I read that was the two guys that used to coach at App State. The one is uh, Eli Drinkowitz. You really don't like that man. No. Uh, <laughs> that I just what position is that guy playing? I mean, I guess it's quarterback, or he didn't play, basically. <laughs> I don't see anything about a playing career here whatsoever. He does. Yeah. I feel like he kind of gives off that vibe. Like he's not trying to trick you into the fact that he played either. He probably didn't play. Do you have a All list conference? Of... Hold on. So he earned a bachelor's degree in education from Arkansas tech. I don't know if he actually, yeah, I don't know if he actually played there. Uh, the other dork is the guy that's at Cincinnati now. Why am I blanking on his name? Cincinnati's head football coach, Scott Satterfield. Oh, another good call. It's something about the glasses, isn't it? Those Scott Satterfield and Eli Drinkwitz are the same person to me. It's actually. Looks like he played in college, Trav. Oh, he, he went to App, App State, State. And he's he, starting. Yeah. Okay. Early 90s. Yep. Okay. I, I have a shocking. This one is shocking. So this is a head coach have, in the state of you Texas. In, you have the answer, by the way. I have some of the answers. And the one name that jumps off the screen to me, this is blowing my mind that this guy wasn't a head coach. Um, wasn't wasn't a player. No, defensive guy. Really made a name for himself at LSU. And now he's coaching at a team in the state of Texas. It's hard to give it away. Or it's Tom to, Herman? No. No, but kind of good guess. Um, 
He's oh, on. No, he's, he's on the hot Florida. seat. He's officially on the hot seat. He had a very disappointing season. Uh, Dave Aranda. Yes. Oh my gosh. He no Dave Aranda not playing football seems wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh, how about? It is really rude. I'm just stereotyping all these goofy guys with glasses. But how about Jed Fish? I might say he was like lined up out wide at receiver or something. <laughs> wide. Um, he attended Florida almost solely for the opportunity to someday work for Gators coach Steve Spurrier. Uh, this says he did not play football in high school or college. He was an all-state tennis player. Yeah, so you're doing a good job of just naming like nerds. Yeah, just the most obvious people that wouldn't be playing. It turns out they actually did not play. I mean, how old is this list that I'm looking at that it says Charlie Weiss? <laughs> uh, David um, Cutcliffe, Bobby Hawk. Yeah. David Cutcliffe, he's he's not coaching anymore, I don't think. Um, you know, the one guy that jumped out at me that I was like could sneaky maybe didn't play is Mike Loxley. And uh, I did cheat a little bit and look at that one earlier. I was a, like, he's a I big, he seems like a big dude, though. Right. So I was like, maybe he played like guard somewhere. Uh, that man was a corner. <laughs> yeah, Which, I would, I, I would have liked guard. Corner at Towson State. That's a big corner, Snake. That is a big that is a big corner. Did you say Towson State? Towson State, yes. I don't even know what that is. Oh, now Towson. Oh, okay. So he he played at Towson. Interesting. Um how about following your kind of nerd approach? Lance Leipold play? Oh, this this kind of makes sense. This makes a lot of sense. He did play injury. He played quarterback. No, he was playing and it was at Wisconsin whitewater. So he was coaching all those years. Okay. His alma mater. Okay. How about uh Kalen DeBoer? That he seems like a player. Something tells me like division three. Yeah. Wide receiver. Sioux falls Cougars. I don't know what that is. D two. So oh, he did play. again, he, that's the Lance Leipold because he was coaching there forever. I feel like, right? Winning, winning uh, national like championships, ten thousand games at Sioux Falls. Yeah, he just won every game. Yeah, uh, I'd like to find an active list. Yeah, I don't think it exists. Yeah, all I can find is like, what about um, Lane Kiffin, Trav? Thought about that one, actually. Uh, that was one of the first guys I thought of, and I don't know the answer to that because obviously his dad was like big coach. So, you know, it might be one of those things where he he could have just rode the bench somewhere, I guess. But he, no, that might he oh, played QB, QB. At, yeah, Fresno Fres- State, but I'm trying to figure out if he's like that's, taking snaps. That's hard to believe. He was. <laughs> Playing QB at Fresno State. Lane Kiffin, chubbiest skinny guy of all time, Trav. <laughs> yes, he's the fattest. He's the fattest skinny guy I've ever seen. 
giving up his senior season to become a student assistant coach for position coach Jeff Tedford. Uh, so he played with David Carr. Oh, my God. Oh, and Monty Kiffin wouldn't let Lane Kiffin quit the team. So he had to become a coach instead. So that's how he can credit his success today. Uh, Great. I'm a little I'm a little bummed we're not gonna be able to find an uh straight up answer here, but geez, it seems like we at least nailed a, a handful. Yeah, which te- I mean if we thought of that many, that probably tells you, I don't know, five percent of these guys or something. I did Ten. find a Jeez, I feel like it'd be less than that. Uh, here's one from 2022. Uh, and this has Mike Leach at the top. That's Rest in peace. And jeez, it like really doesn't list any other uh, guys <laughs> except for Mike Leach. Mike Leach. That's a good, really good list. Nobody notable. How about PJ Fleck, Trav? I want to say receiver oh, yeah. or something, right? Yeah, 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 receiver. That's a good call. Uh, this says Mike McDaniel didn't play. Uh, that's wrong. He's uh, he's like an Ivy League guy. Got to start as a coaching intern after completing a history degree at Yale. Uh, it does not, yeah, this <laughs> minute seemed like he didn't play, but maybe that's a lot. I, I feel like he was playing safety or receiver. I don't know. He's not a big man. <laughs> No, he's not large. He's got swag, though. Uh, yeah, Jed Fish. Uh, this is a like a little thread on Jay Harbaugh. Save that for another time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think man, I think we got all the big ones somehow, which is which is good. Mac Brown, so, uh, Mac Brown has me scratching my head a little bit. Mac Brown was on the Arkansas team with Jimmy Johnson and uh, <laughs> what's his name, Jerry Jones. Okay, really? Uh, no, no, I just made that up. But it seems <laughs> okay, like he could have been. It seems like yeah, believable thing. How about um, not an active coach? Did Urban Meyer play college football? Can't picture that, <laughs> but probably <laughs> that's hard. They're all hard to picture. I could picture him playing at like Mount Union. <laughs> Uh, yeah, defensive back Cincinnati for Urban. I think the funniest guy ever to think about playing is Lee Corso, just based on the stature of that man. Yeah, well, how about Burt Reynolds? How about the stature of that man? That was his roommate. Oh, right. I did know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just a wild <laughs> combination of football roommates. So that's a that's an all time roommate selection for sure. Almost as good as those uh, the Texas Longhorn roommate duos. I think we've talked about this like three times now. The McCoys, <laughs> the McCoys, and, and the Shipleys, and the Shipleys. Yeah, it was like yeah, I don't, I don't like that's just Jackson weird to me. That... Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. I was gonna say, Pat, I'm sure Pat we could go on. play. He he would play. He feels like a Michigan State linebacker. I know he was coaching there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, it's perfect. 
Actually, both schools are perfect. It's Youngstown State, and then, oh, okay. and then, it's, and then it's Rhode Island, and he was a linebacker. Oh, he was hitting the transfer portal back in the day. So next time anyone, next time you hear him giving uh, shit to anybody about the transfer portal, <laughs> well, does look like uh, he took it. Does look like he, he took he a did year. Take off. A, okay, he took a year, so that makes sense. That's why he's so bitter about it. Okay, this is all making sense. <laughs> okay, um, while we're on the topic of college coaches, we can kind of close out the text line. I hope we answered that guy's text line question at least somewhat. But we can close out. I found a list. Somebody on Reddit was kind enough to put this together. It's his opinion, but he listed, <laughs> I think this is funny the way he phrased it too. He did, he ran down all the coaches on the hot seat and then he did keep an eye on and then he did retirement watch. So hot seat <laughs> list is pretty short. He said, awesome. Sam Pittman. I mean, you tell me which one of these are wrong. I think they're all money. Sam Pittman, Dave Aranda, Billy Napier. Now, Will Hall and Mike Houston, I don't know. That's Southern Miss and East Carolina. The East Carolina coach should have been fired like weeks ago. All I, Those guys must legitimately suck now. <laughs> Stan Drayton at Temple and Mike Bloomgren, Bloomgren Rice. So, again, those are very disappointing football teams. I think those make sense. That, that seems hard to believe that Mike Bloomgren would be on the hot seat. I'm moving him to the tier down because I think he only is it a fresh job or is he? Yeah. There? No, I I feel like Mike. I feel like Mike Bloomgren is the guy that took over for oh, maybe not. Maybe he it, no. Yeah, I think he took over for the other guy that was there forever. Uh, no, I made, I made that up. No, it's the same guy. Uh, 2000. Yeah. He's been there since 2018. Yes. It feels like that guy should be on the, okay, on the hot seat. Hot seat yeah, Cause they were bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh, good God. Yeah. Zero winning seasons. <laughs> okay. Hot seat. Mike yeah. 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 Confirmed. Yeah. Redacted. Redacted. Um, Cut do, that. Do you want to hear any, keep an eye on, or do you want to guess at any, keep an eye on? Is, uh, I need to know if James Franklin's on it. James Franklin's not even no, he's not even a keep an eye. Okay, but there is a there is some Big Ten in here. Keep an eye on. I I see two Big Ten like new era Big Tens. I see two teams. I could oh, they're both new era. It's not Ryan Day. No, Ryan Day's on the keep an eye on. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't think it's crazy. The other team is new era, and it's not all his fault. He was yeah. uh, What do they say? He was like born on third base. There, Um, started on third base. (laughs) Uh, and the other one is it a is it a newer New team. is it one pack, of the pack team. Chip Chip Kelly Chip Kelly keep an eye on. Uh, I can't believe this man's name is on here. Clark Lee. I don't know if I agree with that one. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that they got to give that guy. I think the problem is they took a huge step back after a pretty solid year. <laughs> yeah, they did. They and did. it seemed like they got crushed in the portal. <laughs> did it not feel like that? It felt like like their five best guys left, which sucks. Yeah, I so. also feel like there was a couple games where I was like, they'll hang with Florida this week or Arkansas, and they would lose by like 60 points. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget, they were going toe-to-toe with Hawaii in week two, so. <laughs> yeah, after blowing their doors off last year, that's We right. were texting each other like, we were texting each other like, I think Hawaii's going to win this game, and I think we need to hit this money line like right, yeah. right now, because it might actually happen. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, uh, Kalani Sataki, BYU. Uh, Pat Narduzzi's on here again. This is just this guy's opinion. Mike McIntyre, FIU. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Mike New, Ball State. Sonny Cumbie, uh, Louisiana Tech. 
Butch Jones, Arkansas State, Charles Huff, Marshall, Blake Anderson, Utah State, Sean Clark, App State. That'd be like breaking the streak of App State coaches not to just use that as a stepping stone. Go somewhere else, right. And then last one is Kenny Burns, Kent State. And then lastly, our retirement. Kenny, Kenny only got one. Kenny only got one year. That's one year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give that. That's like very unfair. That guy was not qualified for that job, I don't think. And I mean, yeah, he 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 got like n- he got nothing to work with. <laughs> uh, that was like all their best players left. And I mean, I think their over under was one and a half, right? And I took the under. Yeah. So, why do I remember talking about Kenny Burns two, so much? Maybe. The, yeah, the I brought Mac, him up in the Mac preview. Brought him up in the previews. I basically said there was one game they were going to win, and I did not sweat that one. Uh, they did beat, you know, somebody like some FCS team, and then that was it. Other than that, I don't, I don't think they were. Yeah, they beat hanging they in beat any games Central or anything like. Yeah, and nothing else was close. Uh give me Akron a, was close. Akron was tight. Give me a Central Connecticut score. Thirty-eight ten. Oh, okay, ass ass whooping then. Yeah, attended by ten thousand screaming Kent State fans. Uh, retirement watch. So obvious, couple obvious ones I would say. Uh, he's got Mac Brown, Kirk Ferentz. Um, but then some other. Oh, Don Brown. I can't believe Don Brown's didn't voluntarily retire after last year. I guess that guy does seem really old. Um. This one's shocking. Kyle Whittingham. I don't think I'm putting him on retirement watch. I don't know. Uh, Jim McElwain, Central Michigan. Uh, Jeff Tedford, second mention on today's program. He's, he's out, I think. He's he's out. Oh, he is? He is, yeah. So he nailed that one, yeah. He he did retire. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because uh, Sean is... Who is the Fresno State coach? Is it Sean Lewis? No, he's at San Diego State. Uh, I believe I believe Jeff Tedford is uh, had to retire for medical reasons. I was going to say, uh, not to be too vulgar here, but some of these guys could be moved from uh, the retirement list to like kind of a deathbed sort of list yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on them. Uh, you know what? I'm incorrect again. I'm trying to see how many times I can be wrong early in this pod. It, it does look like Jeff Tedford is still the head coach. Yeah, but he's, he did. St- I'm seeing it. He stepped away for personal health concerns. That doesn't sound. I thought good. they actually hired. I thought they actually hired a new guy, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess not either. He's still there. Oh God, Sorry. hot water for him. Hot water for him too. Oh, this is when he was at Cal. Uh, <laughs> Athletic director Sandy Barber called a great concern that only forty-eight percent of the team was graduating. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, that was years ago. We're yeah, looking no. for results on the field. Uh, last guy's name I don't even recognize. Casey Keeler, Sam Houston. So I don't know who that is actually. I've never him as a young, I've pictured never, him as a younger guy. Never seen that man in my life, and he's sixty-four years old. Well, they just got bumped up last year, so um, yeah. I found myself like watching random uh, Sam Houston State games, but yeah, I could not pick him out of crowd. Uh, Philly guy. Yeah. Um, Notable omission. Somebody said Tony Elliott, and then somebody else is very excited that Neil Brown got his name off the list. So good for Neil Brown. Yeah. The guy definitely bought himself another, like a bonus year. Yeah. 
All right. So that's pretty much all the all college coaching right there. So uh, we can move on. I think you have a Travia. Yeah, I apologize. I feel like mine are a little all over the place here. Uh, there's no way to transition into this. I have who is the tallest ever WNBA player and how tall? So it's not Brittany Griner. Yeah, that was where I went. Um, I'm not going to, I was going to tell you how tall she is, but I'm not because no, it's going to be like foreign country. Somebody spotted her at the Olympics and they put her on it. No, WNBA no, WNBA. Roster. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this lady played multiple years. Just tell Never me heard is, is, for what it's worth. Her name is her name is Margot Didak. Uh, how tall was she? I, it's just no way it's a seven. Six ten. <laughs> I only asked this question because I knew you were gonna say that exact phrase. <laughs> There's no way she's topping seven. She did top seven, uh seven foot two. <laughs> no way. Uh, I, I need a yes. picture of her. In live action. What's her last name? That's crazy. She's taller than Shaq. Ty. What is it? Ty Tech? Marg. No, no. Uh, Die Deck. Uh, Margo. Margo. D-Y-D-E-K. Holy crap. That looks like Photoshop. This lady should have been lighting it up. Yeah, you would think. Oh, no. And then she died. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the, uh, the active... The tallest lady uh, active is this lady, uh, the place for the New York Liberty, I believe. And I think her name is like Wang Zhu or something like that. That's what I was prepared for, for the real answer. Right. And that you almost nailed is basically, I think she was playing on the Chinese national team. And someone's like, we need to give this lady a shot because if we can coach someone 6'11", that's, you know, that much taller than everyone else. I mean, you have to think Margot Didek, when she's grabbing a rebound, she's, I mean, she's half a foot taller than everyone. Like she should be getting almost every single rebound. Every board, she, yeah. I, she could do the she could do the reach the arm, you know, like over top of the person's head and grab the rebound. You know what I mean, and not foul them. Yes, agreed. That wouldn't be a foul. I and I'm not trying to. No pun intended. I don't want to dunk on this lady, but I do want to see like, I'm guessing game like minutes per game is low. Like I'm thinking twelve minutes of floor time a game, sort of thing. Typically, the kind of the downfall with these large human beings, right? Like stamina. Yeah, uh, and I don't think that goes. I think that goes without saying. Large, uh, large uh, oxygen requirement. Yep, and I don't see like a good statistic. Like I don't know if they really. Uh, ESPN has some stats. Apologize, uh, Zhu Wang, not Wang Zhu. I think. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, how Don't long do you think a WNBA game is? I think it's like maybe ten, uh, four 10-minute quarters. Yeah, so 40 minutes. So she was playing half the game. She was starting every game, but she was only playing 20 minutes a game. That's not terrible, but... Um, six, board, I mean, she's got, six boards a game. She only so got she, two I'm, seasons in, too. She, she's got six inches on Brittany Griner. Six, eight. So... I mean, that's pretty insane. That's pretty insane, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like that first picture of this girl on Liberty trying to box her out and it seriously looks like she could step over. It's crazy. 
Uh, was there a guy named Kenny George that was playing in the NBA? Yes. I was trying to remember that guy's name and he was kind of the classic example of, I think someone took a flyer on him, but I, I don't think he played for very long. I, I don't picture him like playing in the NBA. And we got like but that inter- man was I think we got seven, introduced- seven or something, right? Yeah, he was up there. Um, seven, seven. And we got a taste of him at like March Madness, right? I feel like we saw him in college and then somebody was like, I'm drafting this. UNC Asheville. So I don't even know if that's possible. That's the that's the similar idea with the CU thing. So it's like it's not University of North Carolina, I don't think. I think it's like UNC. I don't think it's like a branch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I'm just trying to imagine if that team would have made a bracket of 64, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they probably just won some, you know, uh, mid mountain conference yeah. championship or something. So. Uh, gosh, this one would have been much better to transition with here. Not sure why I didn't choose this one. Uh, my other trivia: which college has scored the most points in the Super Bowl? So this is the technicality here is like essentially like college graduates. So, you know, if you played like, you know, Bo Nix is, you know, is Oregon. Michael Penix is Washington. He's yeah. not, you know, it's not your former school. So um, what college has scored the most points? So that's just like longevity at that point. So you're trying to produce a lot of draft picks, but you're like, oh, Super Bowls. What? There's only 50 of these things or whatever. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a historically old school. So, yeah, just as probably a successful college. Um, it's going to be I'd like, say the answer is pretty straightforward. Think about like. Yeah, it's going to had- be Big Ten or SEC, right? Uh, oh, or it could no. be like USC. No, not no. Um, when I think of like draft picks, like every single player on their team getting drafted, this is the first school I think of. Two um, thousands ish. Oh, Miami. Right, Miami. Yeah, yeah 80, 84 points because they probably had. <laughs> I hate to be on the spot here and try and uh, get this. Uh, yeah, that's well, Frank Gore, Frank Gore maybe did he even play uh, in one of these. I think, yeah, see, I'm not really sure. I was going to say, like, Clinton Portis. I don't know if he played in one of them. Yeah. Just picked Andre Johnson. I don't know if he played in one of them. Anyways, they had some guys out there catching catching some passes. And then I think the key to this, too, is the kicker. Uh, you got to have some kickers. I'm guessing they had some kickers as well. Oh, yeah. If they're counting kicker points, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, at that point, you can, like, Adam Vinatieri probably stole... 25 points or something right 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 so uh number one is miami 84 points florida is 82 uh penn state checking in bronze medal 81 and i think the catch with that again is the kicker thing snake i think they had a couple different kickers robbie gold uh i think so got had to had to right i think there was a guy named matt Barr, and then penn state also got to be like franco right so had some players. Uh, the follow-up question to that is how many points um, has Alabama players scored in the Super Bowl? Um, oh, I saw Miami is 84. Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's technicality zero because they're not giving Jalen Hurts credit. 
Correct. Yes. Correct. Zero points. No Alabama player has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. I think that's one of the craziest statistics I've ever that heard. Is and crazy. obviously, any cracks? Obviously, Jalen Hurts is. Um, you know that that one's a, just because I think of him, Alabama. Like I almost forget he played at Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Um, I don't no, know. I'll, no, guys. no, no Alabama players. I don't think uh, this year. So they're they're going to uh, remain scoreless. Uh, Penn State has three guys. I don't think any of them are going to score because I think two of them are. Uh, I think it's Kevin Givens. He's a D lineman. Donovan Smith, left tackle. I don't think he's going to score. And then it's our best bet, our best hope is Jair Brown, uh, safety for the Niners. We need a scoop and score there, or uh, pick six, and then we can uh, take over the lead for most co- uh, most points scored in a Super Bowls for the college. So yeah, um, I might did. might I might put a future in on that. <laughs> I did take a flyer on Jason Cabinda live last week. It was like 40 to one to score. <laughs> I don't know if he was in on goal line package at all, but that would have been cool. 40 to one. That feels like not great odds. He was like second to last on the board. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like at that That's point, they stopped that... putting names up. Typically. Correct. Correct. And it's probably like a thousand to one, but they're going to put a number on 40. There that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to yeah, keep yeah. you interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make you, th- make you think it's possible. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, good Travius. Relevant Any Travius for you? No Travius here. So that takes us into, uh, that's garbage. This is a, it's another solo for you. I have no garbage this week. So you have that. All right, great. I'll, I'll just try and keep this short and sweet. Uh, it's Apple. Oh, that's kind of back because we went find kinda, my last week. Right. I just kind of hate, I just kind of hate these people in general. And again, I have all their products and they all work really well. It's more so just like the customer service or like sort of the monopoly that they have and how they get away with it. Uh, I didn't write this down, but I just thought of this one. Uh, the storage thing, that's a travesty. Why am I, why am I paying for like more cloud? Like that seems like it's, I mean, it must cost them something, but like, come on now. Do you, well, here's a question, which I'm not trying to make fun of you, but I had to actually sit down and think about this before I understood what it is. Have you ever thought about what the cloud is? Those files are going to the cloud, right? What is the cloud? To me, it's, to me, to me, it's just like a virtual hard drive. Sure. It's a virtual hard drive, but how does it exist? I mean, somebody's storing it, I guess, right? Is that yes, the idea? Because it's there is there has to be hardware somewhere for it to exist. Okay, okay. so it's basically okay. like a building of servers and hard drives, like you said. So somewhere there's a physical place where they're storing all this shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that makes sense. No, that does make sense. I mean, my thing is like, they're like, all right, it's 99 oh, cents yeah, don't or whatever. get me wrong. Yeah, you, they're cleaning you get the up. Cloud, yeah. You get the cloud and it, uh, or like the extra cloud space or whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't care. A dollar a month yeah. or whatever. But now they've, they're have they trying to get me on the new one. I'm on it. Again, it's like, yeah, when does it end? Yeah. It, it, as long I, as I you mean, keep stacking stuff, like we'll be yeah, paying four ninety nine before we know it. It's st- so rough, but... I, I bought an iPad on a whim like two years ago. I just really wanted one for like no reason. Uh, so I just bought one one day and 
I'm not really a warranty guy, but I have started to do it more often. And I did buy a warranty on this thing, two-year warranty. Uh, sure enough, this never happens when you buy a warranty, but I cracked when I was in my backpack, the screen. Oh, wow. I'm not sure how. So I Pressure. was like, wow, yeah. thank God I actually bought this warranty. I'll get it fixed. So to go through that process is like, you'd think it'd be pretty straightforward. It's It's not the easiest thing in the world. Like first I signed up to like have it fixed somewhere. And then that place called me. and was like, yeah, you can't do that. You have to take it to an Apple store. Have you ever been to an Apple store? That is the most depressing place in the world. It's basically me and you standing there acting like we're the smartest people in the world. Like when they bring you out a phone, someone comes out in like a black, like if you, if you get like a product there, someone comes out in like a black suit and doesn't make eye contact with you and hands it to you sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. wizard of Oz. Shit. I've been to multiple yeah. Apple stores that are ironically inside malls. And you're just like, Dude, we're inside a mall right now. Yeah, like we yeah. Need to, everyone any, needs to any, take a step back. Anyways, yeah. I was like, I do not want to do this. I did find an option where they'll actually send it in and fix it for you. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. That's, evidently, that still costs money. Even though you have a warranty, I got to pay. It said 50, uh, 49 bucks, uh, although we may have to charge you more money later, which is perfect how ambiguous that is because I might get a bill for like 110. I don't really sure. know. And at that point, at that point, it's like, hey, I could have just, bought a new iPad if I'm going to pay $200 at this point to get it fixed. So agreed. Yeah. yeah. Just, so, just, I guess the big question there is you say you have a warranty. Is that IE Apple care? Is that what you have? Apple care. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So Apple I thought care. that pretty much set you up for like accidental damage. Yep. You would, you would think so. so just like, ideally hey, just bring that's a we'll $50 deductible and then they should fix it and give it back. But you're saying they might say like, Oh yeah, you cracked the motherboard on this thing. Exactly. And I haven't even, I haven't even gotten to my garbage yet. Whatever. I got to pay $49 for this thing in like small writing. It says also make sure you turn off your device, remove any SIM cards, back up your device as everything will be deleted for the repair, which makes absolutely no sense <laughs> whatsoever. And like, if I sent it in with like a case and wasn't thinking like, I'm not getting the case back basically yeah. is what it says. Like, it's like, don't put chargers in there. I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to put a charger in there, but like any product that's with it, they're just going to, I guess, take it, which I, why, why is, why is that a thing? I don't really understand. Uh, my comparison for that is it's like cracking your windshield and then someone being like, you bring it over and then they just like, you know, F around with the, the engine for like an hour before they fix, fix the windshield. Like, what are we doing? Like, just all I want you to do is just fix my screen. It probably yeah. takes somebody like 30 seconds. I'm sure they've got it down to where they can repair this, <laughs> yeah. pop it off and just put a new one on there. Like super easily. Uh, clearly the, clearly the goal here is, um, you're supposed to turn off speaking of the find my app. You're, you're supposed to turn that off as well. Yeah. Which, they a lot of warnings why? about that. Yeah. Why, why would I have to turn that off? And I actually, I know the answer. Um, it's clearly. So when I get it back, if I forget to turn that back on and I lose it, I can't find it. And then I have to buy a new one, right? That's gotta be it. No, 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 no. It's in case they have to keep it. So like when you trade in a device, like I know I've given them back at least one phone. Like they emphasize that like a hundred times. They're like, turn this thing off because if you don't turn it off, they can't do it because it requires like a password and they're not allowed to know your password. So then it like bricks the phone. I think like they can't factory reset it with that setting on. Maybe I could be talking out of my ass, but that's, that seems insane. 
I, yeah, you don't been, think they can re, you don't think they can reset that thing? They have all my info. I know, go the, but go they the, have go to, to pretend the they can. Do you remember when the Orlando, I think it was the Orlando shooter, like shot up that club and they were basically like, we got his iPhone and Apple took a stance like, oh, we can't unlock that. And they're like, you're kidding. Like the FBI is like, we need you to unlock this. And they wouldn't do it. That's oh the stance God. they take. Okay. Like I they no clearly idea. have our stuff, but they have to pretend they don't. Yeah, I was gonna say it's saved. It's saved in their little, their it's little in that cloud, cloud thing. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that was that was my takeaway. I felt like they want me to get this thing back and lose it, so I can't find it. But uh, maybe there's something a little bit more. To it. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's garbage. I I think at some point I just I have to get off all the Apple products. I just saw I have their I have their yeah. stuff. I have all their shit, and it's like an American company. You know, it's all like you want to love it, but it just kind of sucks. It feels cult like it. Yeah. I just saw a good meme today. It was like, you're, gar- uh, you're garbage. Apple. They are garbage. They really are. It's funny. You said that my, uh, mother-in-law just spilled coffee on her MacBook and gave it to the Apple store for repair. Came back just like factory reset. It did only cost her like a couple hundred bucks. She said, which she was like, Oh, I was just figuring I was buying a new laptop. Um, but came back without files and stuff. Like they definitely reset everything. Um, and I was going to tell you, I saw a good meme today. It's about that time. So there's the new Apple 15. I think you have that. Don't you have a good iPhone now? Yeah. Okay. So I don't have it yet. And I'm not saying this has happened to me, but the meme was basically like a guy either thinking or saying like, I don't need the new Apple 15, whatever. Like I'm not interested. And then it was like, immediately after like the phone battery and it was like an explosion gif <laughs> like it's that time of year now i guess yes yeah there's <laughs> they're marketing something to that it. thing i'm definitely getting verizon is somehow sending me push notifications that are like trade your phone in trade your phone in and i will say it, it they did it like four times and the one time i'm like i'm just gonna click on the freaking thing and i clicked on it and i was like what are these terms? Why do they want me to trade in my phone so bad? And I looked at it and it was like, it. they were acting like I was going to trade it in for free, but it was like, you will pay $400 over the next X amount of phone bills. And I was like, okay, so it's not really free. I, I don't need to do that. My phone's yeah, ba- working. Based, based, on what you turn, based on what you turn in, and you're probably paying, you're probably paying $400 over the next three years anyways, right? For I, your phone now. I can only imagine. Yeah. But I'm like, whatever the deal was, it wasn't as good to be true as, which makes sense. It's like, they're not trying to lose money. So right. there's yeah, clearly yeah. a catch here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I no did doubt. click yeah. on it. I was like, what are they nagging me about? And then I read it and I was like, why am I even looking at this? And I just closed my I, phone. I think the catch is any like, Verizon, AT&T, they want you to come buy the phone and then they try and pepper you into buying all their marked up like appliances. Like, hey, buy our charger, buy uh, our uh, screen <laughs> protectors, uh, buy our like phone case and we'll throw in an extra uh, car charger or something. And all of it's like, if you get on Amazon, you could buy all that shit. Like honestly, for like, <laughs> yeah. 12, honestly, $12. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Because I kind of fell for that the last time I got a AT&T 
uh, phone at AT and T. They were like, you know, buy this and buy that. And I was like, whatever, I'm here. I'm just going to buy it, whatever. And then uh, for this one, I was like, I was like, looked ahead of time and I looked at all the stuff on Amazon. I was like, I could just buy a screen protector, put it on myself for uh, $2. Why would I not do that? Like they want to put it on and then they want me to drive over there every time it cracks and put a new one on for $9 or something. It's like, I'm not going to do that. That is a great point. I couldn't agree more. I feel like everyone listening to this right now is thinking about how their parents have like a charger at home or maybe even like in the cigarette lighter in their car that has a red check mark on it. It's Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you clearly bought that from the Verizon store because you thought they were giving you a good deal. And that's probably a $35 charger. That's worth $7. Correct. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Life pro tip, just buy it on Amazon. It's some like foreign product that, uh, works. Yeah. Uh, just as well. Bezos will take care of you. It'll be fine. All right. A little garbage. And then lastly, we're going, uh, I think it's technically billion dollar business idea. Do you have a million dollar business idea or a billion? I have have a million. You you better kick us off. I've been talking for too long. All right. My uh, million dollar business idea, which I've already bounced off some buddies and we didn't get too far with it, but uh, long story short, this could have been my garbage, but um, again, new house doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. So I did have uh, a leak coming, f- like it was on appeared on one of my walls as a wet spot, and it was interesting. I cut out some drywall, and I was like following this leak up, trying to diagnose where it came from, and of course, it was like hidden behind like wall joists and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get the contract over here. Uh, so these like warranty home people come over and they're, they're fixing this thing. And long story short, we open up the section of drywall and chip away some wood and we find the culprit. It is like a screw from the deck being attached into the rear of my house. One of the screws they used to attach the deck to the house happened to clip like a water pipe and it had just been slowly trickling down and it finally like a wet spot showed up. So it's a good thing I saw it and, but it was kind of crazy. Like the intricacy that this screw hit the pipe, it was just like this tiny little leak. Um, so they, they open up the wall, the, someone else comes over, the plumber comes over, fixes, fixes the pipe, puts a new pipe in, uh, someone comes over from the deck, moves the screw. The wall is the wall cavity is still open. Like the drywall is just cut out there. A couple of weeks go by. I'm like calling this guy. I'm like, hey, you gonna come fix this drywall or what? And the one day I just happened to like walk over there and look at it. And the drywall itself, like it just the cavity of that drywall got me thinking. I was like, I our house isn't very big. We don't have a ton of storage in here. The fact that all of these walls are just full of like empty space, like in between all of the joists, uh, kind of insane. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, in particular, there's this one huge bump out like above my TV in my basement. It's basically just like a three foot by 12 foot uh, by three foot, like horizontal space that's just covered up by drywall. Like that's just what the framing looks like. 
Um, and I was like, you know, honestly, like I could be using that as storage space. Like it's almost like cabinet space. And it occurred to me, like you could do that all over your house. Like instead of adding cabinetry on the outside of your walls, like you could have recessed cabinetry between like the, like the wall like studs. The, yeah. The studs. Yeah. 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 No, no that, that makes studs. a lot of sense. And I was like, this, I might be onto something like, I'm sure you could make this look pretty, like cutting out the right size and like creating panels that you could store stuff in your walls and your ceiling. So I Googled it and sure enough, I was not the first person to think of that. People do that. They make products for it. There's lots of YouTube videos like, Hey, like install a in wall cabinet like this. Like people do that already. So there was not really an avenue to capitalize or to monetize that idea. Uh, aside from, okay. I guess I could, I could maybe save some material costs if I end up doing that. If I try and create some storage within the walls, but um, it's not a business idea unless I'm going to open up like a contracting firm and right build stuff. Which maybe, people. which maybe you could. Um, I'm I'm not gonna uh, at all. Uh, but uh, I actually have a name for your company too. You could call it uh, Mike studs uh stud filler <laughs> okay mike stud stud filler <laughs> stud storage mike stud stud storage there you go that's great uh, <laughs> are you are you like are you gonna take the next steps and actually uh no do that certainly on your not own, no or no, no. the amount of time these guys fucked around to fix that drywall like when I started cutting open the drywall to find where the leak was in the back of my mind, I was like, I've fixed holes in my drywall. Like, I'll just fix this. And then I was like, damn, this is getting pretty large. And I don't have like probably the adequate amount of tools to like fix the size of this hole. I'm going to have to create I'll let them right, do it. Right, right. They came right. over to fix it. I thought it was going to take them 20 minutes. They were running like hair dryers i don't know what the fuck they oh, were doing oh, okay okay all sorts of spatter and just putties i i heard like he was popping into my bathroom uh, he was probably just washing like whatever that sheetrock shit is like down my drains it took them probably four or five hours so yeah I, oh my god once that once that took place i was like god maybe i maybe i'm not really a drywall kind of guy so i, I don't right know. right that was a turn off. I I was uh I was gonna suggest that you get on the Frederick page and just uh, post something, you know. Anybody anybody know a guy that can fix some drywall? Must be English speaking, uh must bring must his own tools, not leave a mess. Good English, yeah. <laughs> Does not leave a mess and will show up on time. Preferably. Um, so I'll keep workshopping that. I'll let you know if I can create um some monetary value out of it, but um I, I don't think it will develop into a million dollar business idea. For now it's just for now it's just one of your other great ideas that somebody just thought of before you. Yep. Yep. Somebody beat it to the, the punch. Add it to the list. Uh you know, mine probably could be a billion dollar idea, I guess, uh for sure. Um <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm missing something here. <laughs> I can already picture you laughing at this idea. But my I've had this I've had this in the uh chamber here for a while. Uh, from the last time I had to buy a uh, plane ticket kind of last minute. So I want an app or an interface where you can sell or swap your 
airplane tickets like you sell a sports ticket, oh, like wow. on Probably. Ticketmaster or SeatGeek. Because like, I need to know why I'm at the mercy of the airline for these. Like, if I can't make a flight for whatever reasons, like including somebody dying, like why can I not sell my ticket to someone who is possibly on standby or like someone who's trying to purchase a ticket last minute for some unforeseen circumstances and they're willing to pay me back. And like, why does anyone have to pay $600 to fly one way while someone else who isn't going to be able to make the, like someone else isn't going to be able to make their flight and they can't get refunded and they could just sell me their ticket. Like, let's just like, this feels like the airline is obviously just taking advantage of people's like, shitty circumstances you know what i mean yes yeah, so that like, is that is 100 percent like built into the like profit mark like that's I no guess doubt part of the business plan they need that revenue correct maybe i mean yeah uh like if if i go through the airline snake it's like basically after i wait for four hours they're gonna give me three shitty options right and as they list them they just get increasingly shittier yeah. First one's going to be like, you know, hey, we can, uh, like, the last one's going to be, hey, we can give you credit for, like, if you're trying to sell it, they'll be like, hey, we'll um, give you, like, or you can pay, like, a $200 cancellation fee. Yeah. I actually uh, don't know. I have we'll give you, never we'll give you credits that you have to use in 30 days. Um, okay. You know, like that sort of stuff. Um, but in general, like if it's my ticket, like why, why can I not resell this thing? And like, I'll have, and I'll, I'll throw out like certain caveats or stipulations. Like I'd say it has to be completed before the day of travel. Like I don't want people at the gate, you know, uh, you know, scalping tickets. That's a little weird, but, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of another example because I feel like that exists in other industries. Like for, like, for example, if you booked someone, I think this would work if you booked like a wedding vendor, like, uh, I don't know, someone to make food or bake your cake. And you said, I'm going to, I need you on this date. Like, here's a deposit. Right. And then I don't know, months in advance, you said, oh, like, I actually don't need you to make this cake. I don't know. Like wedding's called off. Wedding's called off. Uh, yeah. If that person then had a Saturday open up to like bake the cake or whatever, like that would basically create them another opportunity to work a different work for a different client. And if they receive the work, wouldn't they just say like all's well that ends well? Like, I don't know if they would charge you. I, I couldn't agree. I, I couldn't agree more. I think the one catch, I guess, from a business standpoint is, you know, they don't want they they probably don't want people canceling last minute and then they could have booked someone else. So then they lose out on, you know, that's that time. But that's fair. But if if like with the airline ticket, there's basically always somebody in the chamber, right? Correct. Correct. And the plane's going regardless. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, going regardless. Most of the time. Most of the time. Oh uh, yeah, they could cancel. Yes. Yeah, but I'm trying yeah, to think of I more examples. I feel like there's other industries of work, though, where it's just like, I'll let you know if somebody else takes your spot, because if you do, you're good. If not, you get a penalty. 
right that's and how it should operate to me it's like i i don't understand like you said i guess it's part of the profit margin they're like hey we're gonna have like i've heard that airlines will book you know five more people than actually can fit on the plane because they know for a fact that you know five people are not going to show up for their flight you know what i mean yeah yeah, and it's probably not hundred percent of the time, but it's probably a no, majority. No, I think they of do that. That's built into like the calculation. They they know to oversell it by X amount, and they're usually pretty pretty good at it. Enough like, on, enough so that they can even say where they get themselves in a pinch, where they're like, "Hey, we'll pay you X amount of money to not go on this flight, so we can fit everyone on it." Like, yeah. if they're still making money by doing that, then. Yeah, you know, they're there's, there's yeah. something to there's something to them like overbooking the flights and they're because they know basically they're going to get some of the standby people on plus the they're going to profit off the whatever couple thousand dollars of the people that don't show up as well that miss their flight so yeah, yeah. i think the biggest the biggest question mark there to me and this is why like i just I'm just going to try to fly Southwest because then I don't have to stress over that stuff and I can change it or I could cancel it. And I'm technically not really losing a dollar. If Southwest can do that, why is it that every other airline isn't able to do that? I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I do not know. I don't know the answer to that. And like, I could buy the ticket insurance, uh, which that stuff I I would never buy. (laughs) <laughs> I I did one time. I did one time because it was actually it, questionable. It was one of those things where I booked it and I was like to the point where you ever like book a trip somewhere and you're like I can't picture myself in this location at this time sort of thing like I can't imagine myself being in Cabo, Mexico sort of thing. I don't think that's ever happened to me, no. Okay, well <laughs> it happens to me quite a bit. Like I can't picture this happening. Anyways, <laughs> I had a flight book somewhere I think it was back East when we were out here and it was a frontier flight and they did offer me some sort of insurance and it was really cheap. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Let's just do it just in case pandemic hits. I can't get this flight. I call them and I get the runaround from frontier. They send me to the insurance. Like, you know, Oh yeah. Wherever. It's usually third party. Yeah. And they say, and they say, no, no, not us. You got to call frontier. I did that about five times. And I just said, hey, this is forth. not worth the 30 or $40 or whatever I paid for the insurance. I, I just, I guess I just have to eat it. Uh, plus I think they did give me, I'm not sure what they did, but it, I mean, basically I just had to eat it. Um, so I, I won't buy it ever again, basically. Yeah, I'm positive that I've turned down every trip hotel flight insurance ever um that's ever been offered to me i've never i've never went for it and it's burned me for sure i've had hotels where i forgot to cancel and you like you get booked at least like 100 bucks or whatever sometimes they'll just charge you for the room another great example if i call you within whatever that window is 48 hours is too short for you if i call you and the room does indeed fill up why are we both getting charged for that room? That's insane. It should be the same principle. Oh, we filled the room. Right. You're off the hook. You're yep, good. I agree. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. yeah better example. example. And I don't, and I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. <laughs> pretty sure. For the hotel? No, yeah. I don't think so. Million dollar business ideas. Circling back is essentially just an avenue to sell tickets among 
flying customers. Right. Similar to how you would sell a ticket to a football game that you couldn't attend. Yeah. You, you know just sell to somebody out. else as the, opposed to the seat being empty. Yeah. The cop out is going to be the security thing. It's always going to be like the TSA. And to me, though, it's like, I mean, anybody, like, they have to go through TSA. They're getting checked <laughs> and patted down. It's not like, I mean, if it's a criminal, like, they're going to get caught, right? Like, they don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. That person could have just booked the flight as well, right? It's not that crazy to me. Anyone could buy a football ticket and go in. A terrorist could buy my football ticket and go it's in. True. They just it is true. Barely pat them down. They barely pat them down as they walk into the stadium, right? At least on the air. At least walking onto an airplane, you're getting like the full legit pat down and search and metal detectors. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's safer. Yeah, I do. But that's a fair point. I do feel like that would be the argument, though. Like I said, I, I think you say 24 hours ahead of time or something. You you can't, like whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, no selling tickets. You know, whatever at a certain period. But like a week out, if I know I can't make it and someone's looking for a flight home, why can't I sell them my ticket at face value? Yeah, everyone's happy as opposed to them buying a $750 ticket and me just having to eat it. Yeah. What is the uh, takesy backsy fee on Southwest? Do you have to do 24 hours? I think it's 24 hours, but I know for a fact a few years ago, I made a last minute decision <laughs> to cancel a flight and she told me it was like one hour. She said, you called just in time. Oh my God. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll try and find the answer to that. Or maybe it's two hours or four hours or something. But I remember day of, I was uh, battling a case of hand, foot and mouth trying to go to this bachelor party and I was planning on going. And I finally said, I'm in so much pain. I can't, I can't go call my buddies like oh you shouldn't come i called southwest and the lady's like yep i got you i'll just send you the money back i was like i can't believe it do you want to i found the policy and this is on their website do you want to guess what the language says do you want to stick with that one hour one hour yeah i think i think that's what she told me <laughs> the answer is it is 10 minutes before the scheduled <laughs> departure no time. so no. You, could, you could be late for boarding your plane you could almost miss your plane and be like, oh, shit, I'm not going to board in time and cancel it if you're 11 minutes before it's supposed to take off. That's <laughs> see, that sounds like a, a bad business model <laughs> yeah, to me. That sounds that's the polar opposite of the other when circumstance. You slept, when you slept through your alarm a couple of years ago, that's what we should have done. It's just immediately you should have. Imme yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the issue there is. I'd have to book something same day and those prices right. have to be up. Right. When right. You That's miss, all right. When you just miss a flight straight up, is there any chance they'll put you on another flight for free? Uh, yeah, I've missed like three or four and every single time the one I even got there after it took off and they, <laughs> they were still cool. Were, it was like new year's day, I think. And maybe that was part of it. And it was like pretty empty in the airport. And just like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. In New York City? She, yeah, she was like, I'll just put you on a later flight. She didn't charge me anything. <laughs> yeah, that also seems like a bad thing. I had to fly standby. I had to fly standby. But again, it's the same idea. They knew three or four people weren't going to show up. So I got on, you know, <laughs> one of the next planes, that I, even though it was full. Okay. That circling all the way back, they're not double charging. Because if they would have double charged you, then the other guy could be off the hook, maybe. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. 
All right. So the guy I think that... that's a I think that's a rare <laughs> example. And I think like normally they do. They oh that's... they would. Yeah, but we're talking about Southwest, so it is different. I don't know. Yeah, because that if that guy canceled, he was allowed to cancel. So yeah, never mind. He's not getting charged either. I don't know. Southwest is eating the cost of that, I guess. All right. Uh, we better wrap this thing up. Any just any big picture thoughts on those NFL games other than we figured it out. We nailed it. We knew Taylor Swift would be at the Super Bowl. It took us until right. halfway through that podcast to put that out there, but um where where were we supposed to be at the end of the day? 49ers Chiefs. I, I feel like we were like pretty spot on. And I mean, we were basically Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell away from like, if he just kicks a field goal at the end, I had six and a half to cover. I would have covered the Niners game as well. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily deserve to cover that game though, I guess. So, you know, whatever the Niners, as far as that yeah, goes, I don't think they yeah. deserve to cover it. Uh, was it just last week? We did a lot of discussion on the analytics too. And then of course, Dan Campbell does, he does it twice. He goes for it. Yeah. The, the numbers tell him to go for it. How, you play the hindsight results. It's like he should have maybe settled for a field goal on one of those two times he did that. He would have been much better off. But yeah, I, uh, I, I, I still get the argument and I still present. It just seems like when you don't need it, it's harder to get. Yeah. Yeah. At least we figured that out. So, yeah, I think my one thought coming out of the championship game weekends was Dan Campbell. I, I think he understands that you have to go for it in situations like specific situations. You should go for it because it's increasing your percentage to win the game by going for it on certain fourth downs. Yeah. It felt weird to me that he didn't kick the field goal to go up 17. Yeah, he was in the third quarter, yeah. and it felt weird to me with seven minutes left. He didn't kick the field goal to tie the game, and of course, the kicker's not perfect. You know, we're not, we can't just assume he's going to make it. You know, but yeah. to me, I don't know. I think Dan Campbell understands that you have to go for it, but he doesn't know when to go for it. Um, you know, case in point, when he went for two against the Cowboys, when they backed him up five yards. To me, that was like. Uh, he still went for two when they back him up five yards. That yeah, just he that doesn't. Was, you can't just completely. He does not. He does not understand it. He knows he has to go for it in certain situations. He just doesn't know when or why he's supposed to. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of jokes that was like Dan Campbell would hit on twenty at the blackjack table, or he'd hit on twenty-one at the blackjack table. Um, yeah, it was painful. But I live by the sword, die by the sword. They, the number I heard, the percent I heard of how many times they went or what percent of the time they went for it on fourth down doesn't make sense to me. Did you hear this? No. Over the course of the entire season, what percentage of time did they go for it on fourth down, do you think? All fourth downs. All fourth downs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my gut would say something like 5%. It must be higher than that. Uh, 20? One third. No, <laughs> that's the statistic I saw. <laughs> Dude, what a thrill to be a Lions fan this year. That stat has to be wrong, right? It has to be like fourth and five and under or something. I remember Bill O'Brien did that 
at Penn State when he took over, it kind of felt like he was just like, yeah, F it. I don't care. We're just going to go for it on fourth down in random situations. That felt like it was pretty high, astronomically high, going for it in his own end on fourth and two and stuff like that. But, I mean, 33% doesn't seem possible because, like, did the punt? How many times did the punter punt? How many times did they kick a field goal? Right. How many fourth I need, downs I need that did they double, have behind midfield? I need that. I need that double check. 33% just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I agree. I'll try and find it again. I definitely saw it on TV on a broadcast. Maybe in the game? Dude, it's right here. It's on ESPN. The Lions went for it. This thing says 34%. <laughs> so he's just going for it on fourth down. Campbell which... generally isn't afraid to pull the trigger on fourth down situations. The Lions went for it on fourth down 34% of the time during the regular season. The highest rate of any oh team this god. century. Oh my god. <laughs> More than a third of the time they went for it. <laughs> Okay, so I take back what I said then. He's just going for it then. He's just he doesn't constant. care. <laughs> How is that possible? More than a third of the time? How many fourth and fives from their own 40-yard line did they go for it on? Like, were they doing that? A lot, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> that seems That just seems incorrect. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Dan Campbell, ultimately Dan Campbell there. I would have loved to see the Lions. It sucks. Like I, like he's mentioned, I feel like we were all over both these games, minus, of course, the Niners' like slow first-half start. It did feel like they were in control of that game by the end. Uh, but would have loved to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Everyone would have loved to see that. That would have been awesome. And then I've kind of become a Lamar guy over the years. Would have loved to see Lamar get a crack at a Super Bowl. Obviously, don't want him to win one like before Josh Allen. Like I'd like him to have that, like, you know, kind of weight on his shoulders sort of thing. But uh, I would have loved to see uh, Ravens and um, Lions. And sure enough, we got ourselves a good old-fashioned uh, rematch, 49ers <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, that was the actual the Super Bowl right when I moved out to the right when I moved out here to Denver, too. So we're just like back to where we started evidently five nice. years later. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, if if I'd have to think about this a little more, but I'm pretty sure. When you, if you would have just showed me the playoff bracket from the wild card round and said pick the two teams you don't want, I think I would have picked those two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, Cowboys. Get... <laughs> yeah, Cowboys is good. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Nine or second, though. And uh, Chiefs, number one. Easy. Chiefs won. Yeah, give yeah. me, give me anyone else. <laughs> uh, I was very highly concerned. Last thing I'll say about either of these games. When the Chiefs were, how did that work? That game. How did they win? They won the game. Okay, the the Ravens got it to within seven, and the Chiefs had the ball with like a little more than the amount of timeouts left. They could have kicked the ball back with twenty or thirty seconds. I was absolutely positive that on third and long, it was like third and nine. Travis yep. Kelsey was going to run a 10-yard curl, and he was going to be in yep. the middle of the field, and he was going to catch a pass, stand up, and do the most obnoxious first down, and then a fight was going to break out because yep. it seemed like there was just tension all night. <laughs> and I yeah. watched the play. All I did was stare at Kelsey the whole time. He starts blocking. Mahomes is standing in the backfield for what feels like forever because like a decent blitz came, 
And sure enough, he starts leaking out. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, here it comes. And then he just goes deep. deep. And yeah. the receiver made like M- a weird MVS. adjustment on the ball. Yeah. And still caught yeah. it like maybe off his face mask. So yeah. it's just destiny. Like the Ravens were not going to win that game. But yeah, I was thrilled. Right. I was thrilled. Travis Kelsey did not catch the game ceiling first down. Uh, it felt like it felt like uh, I do have to mention my Pacheco. Uh, I gave out over 63 and a half and I got greedy teased it to 70. <laughs> and I do have to mention that uh, I don't think I deserve this because he carried the ball like 24 times. Like and my whole theory was he's going to run for five yards a pop basically. And that did not happen at all, but uh, he did have an eight yarder there. He had an eight yard run on the final drive that got him over 70 and uh, too many men on the field on the defense. And oh, I was like, they... oh, they'll probably just accept that, right? Or they'll probably decline it, right? But nope, accepted it, uh, went back under 70. And then uh, a couple more runs for, you know, zero yards. And uh, yeah, he ended up right in between that 63 and a half <laughs> number I gave out in the 70s. So <laughs> would have been nice to hit that one. That was like a little two and a half unit swing. Uh, Could have really had a nice day otherwise. Um, that sucks, man. Good. I literally can't wait to go uh, through these props next week on the Super Bowl yes, preview. That's what I was going to say. Always, Tell- always one, of, always one of the best pods of the year. Yeah. Have you reached out to our potential guest? Oh See, yeah, he's in. He's um, in. he's text. He's texting me with like he doesn't have the blue messages coming back. So I feel like he's like in a. I feel like he's in the middle of nowhere sort of situation right now, like on a trip or something, oh. and. Like he made sure to text me back to get the confirmation. He was like, Oh yeah, I'm def I'm definitely in for that. Okay. So yeah, he right. he's in. Uh let the guests know. I think I think we go six rack, six rack favorite prop bets next All right. week. All right. Gotta we'll be obscure. Along. I already saw some like Darren Ravel tweets. There's some Taylor Swift specials out there. Uh anything yeah, goes. I already on have these. I already have one. I already have one. <laughs> okay, terrific. All right, so we'll get into it next week for the Super Bowl preview pod. Uh, one last, kind of one last hurrah during the football season. Ooh. Yeah, scary. Uh, anything else? Just text line. Thanks to, text uh, line. Thanks to Sully for coming Sully. through. Be more like Sully. Hit the text line. Yeah, our number here is 424242 Give us five stars on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter. Get the, uh, don't forget to uh, check out the website uh, this week as well. Uh, you yeah, can check, comment, evidently. Yeah, and your check message out the will website. Go, maybe comment. Write the snake's email. That's garbagemedia.com. And do it quick because I might have to take some blogs down. I could get fired. I was going to say, do, your, do yourself a favor and read the Bob Mennery uh blog as well that yeah, thing every, once every six months i read that thing just if i'm if i'm in a bad mood or something it'll cheer me up every time uh i actually do that as well with the clay travis video where he goes on to the he goes on like a real broadcast show and he says he believes in boobs and oh, the first, the first amendment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, i hate it so much but i just i watch it and i laugh the whole time it's, yeah it's terrific uh, yeah, yeah that some, man's that man's married. There's <laughs> some classic blogs on there, though. Yeah, go ahead, go check that out. Um, and let's get our numbers up too. Share the share the pod with a friend. Uh, we're looking to see this thing trending. So, um, 
let's uh let's let's spread the word a little bit so we'll be back here next week episode 68 the super bowl preview and other than that enjoy your night trav signing off sounds good sounds good What a good place to be Don't believe that Cause you speak a different language And it's never something I'll be